the college football experience week six preview and draft for 2023 episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network brought to you by Shady Rays. Yes, SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by the SGPN merch store. Yes, just in time for the summer, the SGPN store is a new line of mesh shorts. Use the promo code SHORTS at store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com for 10% off of that. And remember, folks, as always, to let it ride. Hey, this is Eric Metcalf. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. college football experience this is part two it's the b-side where things get loose patty c uh and and myself just heard nc nick spit a bunch of gibberish about uh arkansas and uh Ole miss being a great rivalry but <laughs> i am excited to watch that game i wish it was in fayetteville though you know i wish it was in fayetteville uh but it's i not- mean the, the, the what do they call that the uh what's the walk they have hotty toddy the Grove. That's a great, the Grove, yeah. The Grove. It's a great environment for college. My brother graduated Ole Miss. He said, there's no party better. You know, they may lose the games, but they never lose the party. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, the, the motto. If you're white. Um, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, but seriously, I mean, obviously, they were the last school to do that. Yeah, I can't like them. Can't like them. Fucking. They're just a forgetful team. You know what I mean? Miss Hale State. We're Hale State all day here. All right. Huh. Manning, yeah, like old Manning family. I can't play for the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, you know, bitches. <laughs> There's a lot right? to hate about it. Yeah. A lot to hate about it. Uh, <laughs> next, we go to. We go to you, Patty C. What are you doing here? Well, I'm taking us to the defending Big Ten West champions hosting uh, the Hawkeyes of Iowa. Uh, and what will be, you know, a, I don't know what Ryan Walter is going to bring. I'm assuming uh, the defensive background uh, is going to make this a slugfest, but I'm dial me in. No, that actually is, this that, game that is at Iowa. It's in Iowa. Wow. That makes it a little less compelling, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say they're going to probably get their ass kicked by 14, nothing. I, I, do, I do think it's interesting. I mean, Hudson card is ranked like in the top 15 as far as transfers. So I, that, that alone makes Purdue a little interesting to see what he could do there. Graham Harrell, the OC. Mm, okay. I just think the, tech, the big I, 10 West is changing. They're, they're opening it up. Uh, not, in, not, in, not in Iowa city, baby. And, <laughs> Except and gonna, Iowa. <laughs> Iowa uh, yeah. Kirk Ferentz are going to remind all these pussies the way well, I'll say this. played. <laughs> 
How has Michigan or how has Iowa done against mobile quarterbacks? We know that off the top of our head, they play these Big Ten, you know, lawn chairs every week, especially Big Ten West, huh? These stiffs, these stiffs. Hudson Carr is a pretty decently athletic dude, and you combine that with a dynamic system like the air raid, you get a guy running around on the perimeters at quarterback. Might cause. I feel like I was probably going to still snuff it, but well, something to look out for. I mean, CJ Stroud had. They they got the win, but he had an awful game against Iowa last year. They won fifty four ten, but he was awful. And then Iowa, you know, beat Iowa or beat Ohio State fifty five to twenty four the last time they came to Iowa City. It ain't happening, Boilermakers. All right, it ain't well, happening against my boys. Like I don't know if I agree with these um, transfer rankings, but they have Hudson Card as the third best transfer quarterback. Wow, Hartman number one. And I, I I bring us up because I'm gonna get Colby going. Devin Leary number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then man. Hudson Card, who is then followed by Shadur Sanders, Colin Schley, and over Brennan Armstrong, Colin Schley. Yeah, you have to you have to go way down. I mean, Walker Howard is over Brennan Armstrong. Mm. This man's been dis- disrespected for six years straight. Seriously, he really has. What has Brennan Armstrong done? <laughs> other know. than other than play football in the land of obscurity, Charlottesville. <laughs> yeah, I don't. He's know. also He's a left-handed ginger. There's a lot not to like there too. <laughs> Purdue at Iowa, interesting play. I think Iowa's probably how many? Honestly, let's try to set the number at how many points Purdue scores in Iowa City. Oof, Nick. I think this game was like 24 to 10 last year in West Lafayette. So I'm going to say about the same. Yeah. I'll put the uh, over under at 10. I'll say 11. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. It jumps over to Dunn. Not going to do it guys. Not going to play that, that sec game that Everyone tries to convince me that Devin Leary's good. Uh, nope. Taking you to Tempe. The future. About time. About time you played it. The future Seriously. is out there. Both these schools are going to have a chance to make the CFP in that 12-team invitational that they're doing in a few years. Two years. Next year. Um, Colorado at Arizona State. Look, something about the desert at night. This, this better be a night game. Well, I, something about Tempe at night that I really like. And then the, you got prime, you got prime coming in there. 71 transfers or 71 players gone from a season ago. Not a problem. All right. We're going into Tempe where the Buffaloes are going to fucking roam and dominate. All right. Colorado at Arizona state. Nick, your thoughts. I would not be surprised at all. If this is a primetime game, if you think look, Oklahoma, Texas is definitely a noon Eastern time tip all is, is every year. I wouldn't be surprised to see Bama A&M have that 3:30 slot and then boom, you have this game prime time. Coach Prime in prime time. Ooh, ooh, and it's just it's just something about it it's going to be I'm excited for this matchup. Uh the last time they played in Tempe though, obviously Arizona State beat the Tar out of Colorado cuz they were terrible, but the game before that, Colorado won 34-31 in 2019 with Mel Tucker. I will uh, say though, if we're doing this preview last year and this game is on here, it would probably wouldn't make my top thirty. Mm-mm. Yeah, things have changed significantly in, in most years. Colorado at Arizona State, uh, who gives a shit? But 
Things have changed, haven't they? Oh, in 1997, yeah. this would have been a great game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now the turn, the, the, it's easy to see a tide turn, baby. Uh, Patty, see what do you make of it? I agree with you that uh, Tempe is a great location at night. When you think about the fact that I, I want to say until like the end of the 2000s, almost even into the 2010s, the Fiesta Bowl was played there at night, and then they just put it in this dome. Uh, and take all the mystique of the desert at night out of it, especially the jacked up, you know, hot ass desert of Tempe. It's a special place to play. Colorado bringing that primetime flavor and all that speed that they're bringing in. Uh, it's going to be a, there's going to be some fireworks here potentially. So, yeah, I'll be watching. NC Nick, you're on the clock. So there may be a game or two I might want to watch more, but as far as the best of best games, I had to play this one here. It is a Big Twelve matchup. See, I'm fair. You guys say I'm a Big Ten West hater, but you but yet yeah, the first game I picked was Nebraska Illinois. You say I'm a Big Twelve hater. We joke around about that, but I actually I'm quite fair if I can say so myself. Uh, <laughs> Texas Tech at Baylor. Uh, the, the game's been going on since 1929. It's the, the butt series. It's the Bud Bowl. There you go. The series is 41, 39 and one in Baylor's favor. I mean, how close can you get it? Uh, there was a big win in Lubbock. Baylor won last year, 45, 17, kind of surprising, but uh, it's a good matchup. It's, you know what? Baylor won the big 12, two years ago. I think Texas Tech's over unders at like seven and a half or something. So people expect a lot of, you know, things from the red Raiders this year. So uh, there you go. Texas Tech at Baylor, the butt bowl. Uh, Gotta love that one. And you know, this is a rivalry game. So and with with Oklahoma and Texas leaving, what and so Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, we won't have Bedlam, we won't have the Red River shootout. What will be the best rivalry in the new Big Twelve? Is it this? I mean TCU Baylor. What about Kansas, Kansas State? Sunflower showdown or Farmageddon, Kansas State, Iowa State. It's a good one. That yeah. is a big that is a pretty big blow losing those two other ones, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's tough. So Texas Tech at Baylor, maybe we can get this thing going. Maybe it's a preview of this year's Big Twelve Championship. I, I just wonder how much national appeal this game has. I think this is kind of your under under the radar hipster game. It's true, but those same people are the same people that uh, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, watch, For the uh, good folks of Texas, it's interesting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying in the Waco. Come on, Patty. See what do you make of it? Well, I mean. Texas Tech is really West Texas's only team. Baylor is kind of, I guess, uh, I wanted to make it a, a battle of the two most Western teams in Texas, but all those other teams are kind of stacked in with each other. All that to say, uh, I guess you have an offense versus defensive matchup here with the Aranda and McGuire going at it, uh, which will come out on top. Uh, what what happened in last year's game? Did you guys already mention that? 45-17, Baylor won in Lubbock. Yeah, Colby has mentioned that Aranda has this, uh, you know, he's just ahead of the curve in, t in terms of these newfangled offensive coordinators. And so uh, will he have their number again? Of course, Baylor as a program is further along, so that could be part of it. But it will be entertaining, and I think it's played in the right place here. All right. Well, look, before we get to Patty C's next pick, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by Shady Rays and Shady May. Yes, Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off anything in the store, but you also get a chance to win $500 of cold, hard cash. And right now, for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with uh, shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. 
So go to ShadyRays.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win $500 in Shady May contest. Uh, we're also brought to you by SGPN Shorts. Yes, you've already got the shades. Now it's time to get a great pair of mesh shorts for the summer. Look, mesh shorts are great. You could take them. There's pockets. You could, it's all that good stuff. You can play basketball in them. You can jump in a fucking pool with them. You can do anything. You can take them anywhere. That's what's so great about them. And SGPN just dropped a new line of mesh shorts. Perfect for any summer acti- activity. So, uh, look, if you're like me, don't know when you're going to be jumping off a diving board. You know what I mean? Just wear some mesh shorts. You got it all figured out. All right? Boom. Head to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Use the code SHORTS for 10% off today all right we are back and patty c is on the clock already uh playing some questionable plays here um but i'll take you to a game we're going out west in what has been a competitive series uh all time california leads this series 38 to 36 against oregon state uh, they have won their last two at home against Oregon State. Uh, no, sorry, check that. Uh, two of their last three at home against Oregon State. Um, so there is potential, even though they took a step backward last year at four and eight, and Oregon State obviously had that 10 and three record. The teams may be going in opposite directions, but maybe Cal can rebound here, and it's a tough spot. I don't know. Is, is uh, what Memorial Stadium? Uh, a tough hot spot to play. I, mean, I think it can be. I think it can be, even if it's sleepy. But I, you know, it's funny talking to Phil Steele the other day, and uh, you know, he is very high on the California Golden Bears this year, and I think he has great reason. They were uh, two, they played seven games by a score or less a year ago, and they were two and five in those. One of those was a seven point game at Notre Dame. I think, and and you got to remember, Wilcox went youth movement. He went youth movement, played a lot of the freshmen and sophomores last year. So Phil Steele's saying the California Golden Bears, he thinks, are going to be a player in the Pac-12 this year. Uh, that makes this game compelling to me. And you know that stadium, despite all those uh, hippies dropping acid in the forest up there and right next to the stadium, that stadium's like easily one of the coolest-looking stadiums in college football. Oregon State at Cal. Nick, what do you make of it? Yeah, I think situationally speaking, you know, Oregon State hosts Utah on a Friday night the week before this. I think that could be a big win for the Beavers. And I think this would be a tough turnaround eight days later going at Cal. They're probably, you know, if things go in that direction and they, they, they do win against Utah, they're going to be thinking very highly of themselves. I think it's going to be a tough to get up for Cal, especially in a sleeping environment. So I think this is the one where you kind of monitor how, how the Oregon state schedule, uh, season is going. And cause I think they could be ripe for an upset here, which makes the game appealing. Yeah, definitely. All right. Nice beaver. I'm, I'm not playing that game that I find boring. I'm not doing it. I'm just chuckling on our guy. D Bettis in the house. <laughs> What's he saying? Uh, I'm taking you to let's let's go further down California, Washington State Wazoo baby. First, the first uh, university to give us a shot on the sports gambling podcast. Uh, they're heading to Pasadena, where 
this is apparently going to be one of the last times they play each other, right? This is probably the last because, you know, UCLA probably will be a bunch of cowards and won't schedule any Pac-12 schools. Um, this game was insane the last. Do you guys remember the last time these two teams played? Not off the top of my head, no. Uh, our boy. Was it in Pullman? It's when Mike Leach blew a 63 to. Oh, my gosh. Uh, to 21 lead in the fourth quarter. Or late third quarter, they lost 67 63. <laughs> that was the most insane choke slash yeah. comeback I've ever seen. That was insane. Absolutely insane. But I'll have you know this, buddy. The last time they played in Pasadena, Washington State, and Coach Leach went in there and won 31 27. All right. So everyone's ready to crown. You know, I find this hilarious about conference realignment. Because you got Texas, who hasn't won a Big 12 championship since fucking uh, George Bush was in office. And then you got, you got uh, Oklahoma, who, what, they, they haven't been in three years, right? Then UCLA has never even played for a Pac-12 championship since they went to 12. <laughs> They've never even played one. And USC hasn't been there in six years. So... I find it all hilarious, but Washington State, I think he's got a little message for old uh, Chip Kelly. I got Wazoo. I think it's going to be a game, guys. I think this could be an upset, too. I think Wazoo is a little bit better than what people think. Um, I was funny. I was listening to uh, their president talk about stuff, and they had like 40 players out in the bowl game that they lost, so can't put much weight into that one. Um, But I think Wazoo could be a player this year. Cam Ward's back. Jake Dickert, I think underrated coach. Going down to the Rose Bowl. Might even have to scoot over there to watch this one if their filthy security lets me. Uh, Nick? Wish your game was in Pullman. That's always more interesting when Wazoo plays at home. But it's a good game. Play to the right spot here because I think we're almost out of P5 versus P5 games. At least ones that are halfway decent. Because I don't think I don't think anybody's playing Georgia Tech and Miami. Uh, so it's a solid game, but I wish it was in Pullman. I, I think in general, I think UCLA might be a little overrated. I think Chip Kelly's tenure there has been somewhat disappointing. I mean, he's gotten them to a, a solid level. So in that regard, he's done decent, but like, are they able to take that next step? Yeah. Well, maybe in the big 10, um, <laughs> you bet it's cracking me up. I finally read this. Uh, so uh, Patty C, what do you make of wazoo heading to the Rose bowl? Uh, interesting spot. Both teams coming off a bye. So, uh, who will be more prepped for this game? I think a lot of it, uh, comes down. It's still early enough in the season. I think almost that bye week, I guess you would have to say that helps UCLA who is, who may be still developing their quarterback, but you know, four games of reps doesn't mean it's completely worked out and you play a tough defense, uh, Oregon state, um, might have, or no, Washington State, rather, Jake Dicker might have some answers for him. But um, I don't know. I, what, what do you think the spread is on this game right now? UCLA minus four and a half. Yeah, it could be good. You're right. Seven and six last year for Washington State would be a lot better than, uh, I mean, eight and five would look a lot better if they had won that bowl game. But with everyone out, you know, seven and five in the regular season. Versus uh, nine and three in the regular season for UCLA. It's not like these two teams are light years away. And it's not like uh, Pasadena, not like the Rose Bowl is going to have more than 5,000 people in the stands. So uh, could be an upset. Let's go. All right, NT Nick, it bounces back to you. 
All right, here's a fun game in my backyard. Uh, Marshall at NC State. I always find it interesting when my two favorite conferences play each other, the Sun Belt and the ACC. And Marshall just what last year they won at Notre Dame. That should tell you that they're a very solid football program that's capable of beating G5, uh, sorry, P5 teams on the road. So I think uh, NC State better not be sleepwalking through this. And I think it's got it's it's just a fun matchup. Yeah, I'm looking for. I think there's going to be a lot of regression with NC State because even though they got a better quarterback than Brandon Armstrong, uh, they were they were one of the luckiest teams last year. Like you go through. I was going through this stuff today. You realize take everything Colby says with the grain of salt because he is an NC State hater. What <laughs> which it? I really only feel it happened like a couple of years ago. I think I mean, back in the day you liked Jamie Barnett and and uh, and Tory Holt and everybody. Yeah, it's before I went down to Greenville and started doing Jaeger bombs. All right, uh, look, NC State. Uh, f- well, I think they were four and one in games decided by a score or less. They were lucky. They were fucking lucky all year. We Patty C made the case that Florida State should have beat them in Raleigh. Well, should have. Yeah, that was the worst choke. It. Uh, no, no, it wasn't because ECU, ECU missed like thirty oh. field goals. Against I NC was at State. I was at the the Virginia Tech uh, NC State game. NC State needed like what, reel yeah. off like uh, seventeen points in a row in the fourth quarter or something. <laughs> That's true. Lucky ass team. Marshall's going in there and winning this. They're winning this thing. Let's go Thunder and Herd. Patty, see what do you make of Marshall NC State? Well, Marshall, you know they. I, I don't know what the deal with the running backs are. They had two last year. How many are both of those guys coming back? Uh, I think so. I. I I don't know about Ali, but but the the guy the five star from Florida State that they got is coming back. I'm drawing a blank. Okay, on right now. well he was pretty good. Uh, in fact, I want to say he was like leading the nation in rushing at one point. Uh, Kalen Laybourne, that's it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Marshall gonna do what they do, make it a physical football game. Is NC State gonna be able to respond to that? I do think the home field advantage helps NC State, but it's gonna be a close game with some upset potential. Dude, I show Marshall's transfer portal. They they got one guy. They lost one guy. Who they who they lose? Ali? Uh, no, some defense alignment or oh, something. Okay. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of surprising that both running backs because they've both proven themselves as very good running backs. So I'm kind of surprised. It it sounds to me like that, but they're both coming back. Yeah, I know Colorado just got one of their wideouts, so I don't know. But yeah. uh, okay, well, but but yeah, I, no, I do think Marshall will be good. Charles Huff. We had Bud Foster on the show, and he was talking about. How he thinks Charles Huff's a really good coach and and gonna be out of P five soon. So, was it Rasheen? What's that? Rasheen Ali. Yeah. Yeah. Was it two years ago that he led the nation in running? Yeah. And he was injured last year, and then he came back like late in the season, like week ten or something like that. So I'm surprised both of them are there. Which, well, if they're there, but as far as I see, they are. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Patty, see, it jumps back to you. All right. Well, let's take a quick scan of this list. Um, look, and just in terms of quality of teams, we have to stop sleeping on Mark Stoops. You know, he, he's proven it year in and year out that he's fields a competitive team capable of some big wins. Uh, and Georgia, you know, has proven that they can have a clunker. And we don't know what uh, the quarterback situation is at Georgia yet. And uh, look, Kansas is a chippy team. So I think even though it's in uh, Athens, I think you need to be careful and you should be watching this. Kentucky game. is a chippy team. You said, Kentucky. Huh? you said Kansas. Yes. 
Kentucky's a chippy team. Uh, yeah. You're right. And it, the problem for me was it was in Athens. If it was in Lexington, this would have been played a lot higher. They haven't won in uh, Athens. Well, actually, they did get one in 2009. But prior, they've won once in Athens. Wow. Since 1978. <laughs> so, well, guess what? Hadn't they lost to... Uh... Florida was a it? lot, yeah. Florida, thirty years in a row or something. The, 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 the problem is and turn. Well, the problem is though, in Athens, it hasn't even been close really either. I mean, you got thirty to thirteen, twenty-one nothing, forty-two thirteen, twenty-seven three, fifty-nine seventeen. Yet, need I go on? Nah, Again, really. I mean, I'm not arguing against the play at this point in the week, you know, but I just don't know how close this is going to be, especially with the new quarterback and the turnover at Kentucky. Real quick, just for context, Colby, Kentucky was what only seven and six last year, uh, seven and five in the regular season. They're a decent team, but yeah, it's it'll probably oh, they, be an ass. Yeah, they're, they're decent. They're decent for sure. Uh, I'm taking you. You know, I think we have a shot at something here, folks. I think we got a shot at Patty C just having a really tough year. <laughs> Don't tell me FCS versus FBS. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> no, no. Don't get me wrong. This game would make me happy. This game would no, make me happy. But I actually think I was looking at this earlier this morning, and I said, I don't know if Virginia's going to win a game this year. When I look at the schedule, I'm like Tennessee lost, James Madison lost, at Maryland lost, NC State lost, at Boston College. It's at Boston College, so I would favor BC. And then you get to this matchup against William and Mary. But then after that, they're at North Carolina, at Miami, Florida, home to Georgia Tech. So maybe at Louisville, home to Duke, and then home to Virginia Tech. I don't know if they're going to win any games this year. Like there's a chance they could go 0 12. I shit you. If not. they're bad, then there's a chance. They were bad they're- last year, and I think they got worse in the portal. Like they got their best players taken, they didn't yeah. re- really respond well. So when I play William and Mary at Virginia where Mike London was once the head coach, it's personal for Mike London. He was fired and now he returns to the scene of the crime. Oh, please let's go tribe. And by the way, William and Mary's running this offense that they have two quarterbacks. You know me. I love watching this because I've been saying this shit for fucking decades. I'm excited to watch this. William and Mary at Virginia. Nick, what do you make of it? <laughs> no faith in Tony Musket, huh? Not really. <laughs> I mean, he he's an FCS quarterback. He's probably very familiar with William and Mary. I wonder if he's ever played him before. Uh, I don't know. No, I think he has. Actually, let me get that right now. We'll talk about the game. <laughs> I mean, you know, last week in our What the Fuck series, we said no FCS team should be playing an FBS team from week five and on. This might be the exception because it could be entertaining. It could be close. So I don't know. I had other games ranked higher, but hey, it, it's funny because of the potential misery for one Patty C. Oh, this is their like. There's a decent shot. They're they're going to go winless. I think. I, I I really believe they're going to lose at BC. I think BC is more talented. What's their win total? Have you ha- did you take a look at that win total oh, yet? Let me. I have it up right now. Hold on. Let me see. Look. The- let me say this. There is no misery for me. My mom went to William Mary. My dad went to William Mary. My brother went to William Mary. My aunts and uncles. 
I've been down there. I partied my ass off. I partied my ass off at William Mary more than Virginia. That's a sad state of affairs for Virginia right there. It's a sad Virginia, statement about UVA. Virginia's sitting at three and a half over under. Oh, hammer that under. Find me four <laughs> wins. Can you find me four wins on that schedule? I don't know, man. <laughs> find this me better. This better be one of them. Yeah. Find me four wins. They on that find schedule. a way. Look, Bronco Mendenhall is not walking through that door. Bronco Mendenhall got him to what? Eight or nine wins in their best year. He miraculously got them in the ACC championship game, you know, and that's a coach that has a track record. Tony yeah, Elliott doesn't they, have that track they're record playing 10 power fives because they have Tennessee and Maryland on the schedule. And then their two outside of the power five are James Madison. Who's way better. James Madison might win that by five touchdowns. And then, <laughs> and then William and Mary, who's an FCS playoff team. This team's going to go. There's no way there's four wins on the schedule. You can't, you can't, you cannot find four wins on the schedule. Hammer that under right now. That's a lock. And you know what? It's also not my misery because that would expedite Tony Elliott's exit, who I have kind of lost a little bit of faith in. I'm, I'm not like, completely... as of a few weeks ago, you're still kind of backing Tony Elliott. It seems like uh, the tides have turned, huh? I'm not completely off board, but you know, but already it's like, Hey, you got to get this to I mean, they had some really clunker performances last year. So uh, yeah, it could be. And you're right. That offense kind of got on my radar late in the uh, season for William and Mary last year. They were doing some funny things. Um, kind of similar to what Lane Kiffin and uh, uh, who is the guy who's Oklahoma's guy now? Jeff Levy. Levy yeah. were doing. Sort of, but they also do this thing where they they have two quarterbacks on the field that are both capable of running and they, they snap the ball so sometimes the quarterback will line up under center and the ball gets snapped below him to the running backs, which to one of the running backs is a, will, will either hand it off or the other running back will hand it off. But one of them is another quarterback. So they have you, they have, they stress the defense out because you have two quarterbacks on the field. Cause you're under center and in shotgun yes, at the same time. Yes. It's fucking, it's fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> but uh, William and Mary at Virginia sign me up for it. All right. Let's move along. NC Nick. All right. So it's about time we go back to a weekday game and look Friday is awesome. Two power five games. Wednesday and Thursday is all CUSA, <laughs> you know, which it, the games aren't great, but Hey, let's just, you know, I think we need to, to give them a shout out for playing these games. So I'm going to choose one of them. I don't know what the best one is, but Oh, I think the best one's on Thursday. I guess I'm going to go Sam Houston at yeah. Liberty. Yes. Yeah, close Houston call. State. I think Jacksonville state middle Tennessee Wednesday was close, but I'm gonna go Sam Houston at Liberty. That's a fun little matchup. I mean, I think again, you have the newness of it because Sam Houston is new to the FBS, but they're and legit. Liberty's been good. Yeah. I think Sam Houston is legit. They won it in the spring in uh, 2021. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Liberty, Jamie Chadwell, you wonder if, if they're going to regress a little bit in year one, new system uh, where they run the ball a lot more. And uh, if, if they're going to regress some, this would be a great spot for Sam Houston to get a win against a team that continues to make bowls year in and year out. So I love this matchup. Patty, see what do you make of Sam Houston state at Liberty taking on the flame and libs a long trip. I mean, on location alone, it's got some, what the fuck game of the week potential. But like you said, Sam Houston, legit, uh, program transitioning from FCS to FBS. I think they'll probably be better than most people are ready for. And Liberty has been good. 
you got to favor Liberty here, but it would be a nice win for Sam Houston. It's State. it's not a short week for Sam Houston State because they also play Thursday, the week before. Ooh, nice sneaky. Good schedule. Liberty's got good fans though. That place will be packed. The place will be packed. Uh, all right, Patty C. It jumps to you. Well, we're almost the real, uh, you know, nubbins here already. Um, look, we're going to LA. We're going to the Coliseum. Um, Arizona was a better football team last year. Uh, and did they upset USC? I'm forgetting off no, the top. They line. lost by one score. Lost by one score. Uh, they could be a dangerous team. Um, and USC, I mean, we are all assuming that they're going to maintain their level of performance, but it's not like they are incapable of slipping. This is definitely a game that, I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be a night game, but well, uh, another thing is USC took like three or four of Arizona's best players this year. <laughs> so it's hmm. personal for Jed fish, go in there and try to fuck them up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do I expect USC to slap them around a little bit? Yeah. But uh, is there some upset potential? Definitely. And is this, this is uh, USC's last year there, right? Yep. Last year in the Pac-12, Arizona gets Always a chance to end. flush the toilet on their Big Ten dreams. Nick, what do you make of Arizona at USC? Look, at this point, on a very shallow week, it deserves to be played, but I'd be lying if I tell you I'm going to watch a snap of this. <laughs> Ooh, well, that's because it's 1 a.m. your time when this thing. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I actually think Arizona's played them fairly decently lately. I feel like they always lose by one score. Um, so there's that. Uh, so maybe it's actually a yeah. good game. So, this game will probably be on the pupil at uh pack 12 after dark time uh, for us for God on God's eye. Yeah. So mm -hmm. go, go. Yeah. Make sure you follow God's eye on Twitter at God's eye SGPN. Um, yeah. I think you played it where you had to. So there's a lot I still like out there. I know I'm a maniac. There's a lot that I still like out there. And one, I think could have, Ooh, maybe not. Uh, well now, yeah, actually, you know what? I will. How about this? I'm taking you to the Smurf turf where San Jose state's taken on Boise state. Did you know San Jose state has only beaten Boise state once ever? And that was in the mountain West championship just two years ago. They didn't play last year. But Brent Brennan and, and Chevin Cordiero have been making San Jose State a player. Two bowl games, I think, in three years. Uh, and obviously a Mountain West championship for the Spartans. Well, Boise State played for the Mountain West championship a year ago. This might be a pivotal game because there's no more divisions in the Mountain West. San Jose State at Boise State. NC, Nick, your thoughts? It's a solid game. I had one Mountain West game ranked higher because I thought the potential for an upset was more so in that game, but I mean, beating, beating Boise at home is, is tough. I don't think San Jose state is there yet, but um, it is a solid game. You know, this has, you know, weekday potential though on a Saturday, this might get lost in the sauce. Not on this Saturday. <laughs> True. I mean, Georgia would be up 40 on Kentucky. You know, uh, <laughs> that's so the other, so let's just say it and we can play it later. 
if we want to, but Fresno at Wyoming is the, the, the mountain West game. I had ranked a, a notch higher. I almost played it, but I thought this one might have two. like, I honestly could see Boise or San Jose state winning the mountain West. I don't think Wyoming can win it, but I think Fresno. Yeah, so, that's fair. But I, yeah. I just think the up, the potential for upset, like who has a better chance of winning? Yeah, I think Wyoming does. Well, yeah, I was going to say Wyoming or San Jose state, probably Wyoming. Cause they're at home. True. Fair. Fair, but uh, Patty, see what do you make of San Jose State, Boise State? Well, I'm curious. Did you guys already just answer this a second ago? Um, who do we think is better, Fresno or Boise at this point? Well, Fresno beat Boise in the Mountain West Championship last year, so okay. I guess they that lost Hainer. They they lost they lost Cropper Crop Dust. Yeah, I must say, I my pick to win the Mountain West is Boise this year, but it, it is it's damn close. It's it's razor thin. And then I actually uh, think you need to watch out for San Jose State, man. I think San Jose State's a good team, man. I think those games are very comparable to each other. Yeah. I think, uh, I think, but I do think the Smurf trip, I think you're right, is a little tougher place to play. So I might have put uh, Wyoming, uh, Fresno. Uh, oh, and that other game's at Wyoming. I think I would have put Fresno at Wyoming above it. But you are high on Brent Brennan. Andy Avalos only 17 and nine in two years. Um, you know, it's an offensive coach versus a defensive coach. Who who gets the better of the other one? Do you think from a coaching standpoint, or who's ahead of the other? Oh, I think Brennan's ahead of Avalos for sure. But Avalos, I thought, did the right firing at the right time with Tim Plow because they rebounded and and had a, a you know a good season, played for the championship. But and they took had, some balls to make that call too to to fire him like three weeks in. You true. know, that's, and they shifted their whole offensive philosophy. Yeah. They went from like air raid to like a power running team. Uh, so they got that mobile quarterback. Yeah. Taylor green and don't sleep on Chevin Cordero for San Jose state. They got some guys. That's that's actually a good quarterback matchup. Yeah. So, uh, that's what I got on the Smurf turf. Uh, all right, look, before we get to the next pick, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by talkify. Yeah. Life is full of what ifs. what if whatever you're doing in the dating world, is just not working out for you. Well, what if you tried something new? Talkify is a new way to meet other serious singles. And what, let me ask you this, though. What happens if they actually find what you're looking for? Yeah. Because, you know, why do the same thing over and over and over if you know you're going to be set up to fail again? It's time to say goodbye to swiping and bring back the human touch to dating with Talkify. Look, Talkify is the country's number one modern matchmaking service. It is designed to help you achieve relationship success. And here's how it works. The Talkify matchmakers will meet with you to learn about what you're looking for in a partner. Then there's select and screen potential match candidates for you doing background checks, video interviews, and asking all the tough questions that are maybe too awkward to ask on the first date. And right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at Talkify.com slash SGPN. That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y.com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com slash SGPN. Basically uh, like a recruiting service for, you know, the modern recruiting era. That's what I'm saying. They didn't have the necessary <laughs> recruitments. Maybe maybe you didn't have the necessary, to quote George W., uh, you didn't have the well, necessary you know, recruitments. Same time, Patty C., like if you consider yourself as a program, you got a little NIL. You can, well, you, you can pay for those recruits. <laughs> <laughs> well, NIL has always been the answer in the dating game. Let's be honest. Good point. Good point. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> NC Nick, are you, you're on the clock. You're going to go back to the game you're just talking about. 
Yes. The first ever or not ever, but the first Wednesday game this year, let me pick it. And and if you guys are going to continue to ignore the weekday games, you know, I won't Jacksonville weekday state here. at middle Tennessee. My guy, Rick stock still trying to, you know, take them on the inside and you got Jacksonville state. You got the, the, an, another new team to the FBS. This is a fun Wednesday matchup. Uh, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of seeing what rich rod could do. I was looking back at their performances yesterday on what Jackson state did. Jacksonville state did last year. They were a good football team. They would have been in the FCS playoffs, but they weren't allowed to because of stupid rules, but they got to go into Johnny red Floyd stadium and nobody Ooh. goes in the Johnny red Floyd stadium and just gets a dub. Patty C. What do you make of this one? Uh, I, I like it. You know, Rick Stock's still a known commodity. Been doing it. Uh, at a winning level for most of his career, insane fans in Murfreesboro want him gone every year for some reason. But Rich Rod is an uh, another known commodity who has routinely. I mean, didn't he give Arizona their best year in a long time? Sure, he didn't get it done at Michigan, but West Virginia he gave their best years in a long time. He is Rich Rodriguez. He is the pioneer of the spread offense. Um, and if he gets a guy, if he gets his quarterback, you gotta look out for this team. Love it. Love it. And it's on a Wednesday night. You get Rich Rod every Wednesday, Patty C. You got you got to make some plans. Oh, it's Rich Rod Wednesday. You know? Oh, I love it. I'm all in. All right. Well, now take us to uh, your next play, Patty C. Well, we already touched on it a little bit. Um, this, is my, this is my second to last one. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. So... Whatever, it's just the best game out there. Um, we are talking about Fresno State. Fresno State going to Wyoming, uh, a dangerous spot for the uh, defending Mountain West champion Fresno State Bulldogs. I love this game. From talk about like a game to watch that I wish the world would see. Like this should be a Thursday night because just the the uniforms, the styles. This is one of the my attitudes. favorite games, Nick. Yeah, I agree. I I just told you before I had it. I had as the best Mountain West game of the week, and the Mountain West is a conference that we all love. So, yep, I like it. Fresno State at Wyoming. All right, let's hop on over to the next play. Oh man, back to Dundee, and Dundee sees a few things he likes out there that haven't been played. And, uh, well, gosh, why did they have to do that? I can't play it. I can't do it. I can't do it, guys. Army, army out of the shotgun. I can't do it. I can't. Uh, so, it. wait, is Munkin still going to be the coach there? Yeah. And he's just going to the gun. They're doing the, like, the Jamie Chadwell offense. I, this might be Munkin advertising for a, I know that the cut block thing is a big part of that, but it could be for him finally wanting a new job and trying uh, to market himself. Oh no, He said he solely did this because of the rule change. He didn't want to do this. He said, I'm sure that's what he said. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that was an article in the athletic about that, how he was pissed off that, that they had to change this. Yeah. Well, no doubt. I mean, it's so, been working. All right, let's just play it. Let's just oh, play it. Boston, Boston college, college army at army. Look, for some reason, I love it when these ACC teams go on the road. They're going to go into West Point. It's a beautiful helmet battle, by the way. You got the Army helmet against the Boston College helmet. 
helmet porn, <laughs> helmet porn. And I'll be honest, had army not been switching to the option offense or the, the, the shotgun option offense, I actually think army would win this game. Now. I don't know. Uh, Boston college army, Patty, see your thoughts. Uh, would this be considered homosexual helmet porn? Because these helmets are almost identical. Uh, what is it? One with a gold helmet with the red stripe versus a gold helmet with the black stripe. Um, if you search helmet porn, you might not want to know what comes up. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And, and Patty C please, please refrain from calling the Catholics of Boston college. Uh, some derogatory term that Bob, that Bob Huggins elected to use. Um, uh, look, how about this? The last time Boston college played in West point, they lost 34, 31. Yeah. Patty, you might get fined a million dollars by SGP. If you do, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I would, uh, we'd be bankrupt or I'd be bankrupt. Uh, not, I, I think it would take me 50 years to make a million bucks here, but whatever. That's um, why we gamble. What do you think um, of this game though, guys? It's it's that northeast sucks. football and northeast football is back, baby. <laughs> For some reason, I think every week Boston College has found itself between twenty five and thirty. I guess because they could get upset by anybody, but this game sucks. I, I, I I'm not watching this. Well, I disagree. I'm, I'm this excited one's kind of to fun. see how Munkin, like, dude, Army has fared well against these Power Five schools. Well, before this rule change, you know, they went to to Michigan, took them to overtime. They went to Oklahoma, took them to overtime. Uh, Tennessee paid a million dollars not to play them. Um, why not? I mean, come on. Our army can win this game. I don't know how this offense will look. That's the only, I, I feel like for sure I would have played it. I might've played it a little higher had they had the triple option. Uh, Patty. Uh, I, I, I agree. I love it. And I, I think it's fun. And I think it's two of the Northeast's best brands. So, uh, I'm in all day for it. All right, there we go. NC Nick on the clock. I'm just going to keep on taking uh, weekday conference USA games. <laughs> uh, the other game Thursday, it's not great because we don't know what LaTeX <laughs> is, but at one point, Rustin was a tough environment to, for people to come into. I'm going to take it Western Kentucky at LaTeX. Again, we're not sure what LaTeX is anymore, but if they can muster some of that you know, energy and some of that momentum they had a few years ago, it could be a dangerous little road trip for the Hilltoppers. Oh, he's really, he's, he's, uh, is that CUSA Nick? You sure you're Sunbelt Nick? I think it might be CUSA Nick. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm Sunbelt Nick, but remember from last week, I'm also weekday Nick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, there's a lot of Nicks out there. Patty C. What do you make of a West the Hilltoppers coming into Ruston, Louisiana? Well, it's still uh Tyson Helton. Right. And then uh, I don't even know who Louisiana techs, uh, that guy is off the top of my head. It's That's Sonny, how Sonny Cumbie. Oh, Cumbie. Um, uh, yeah, there's, there's going to be some offense. You know, honestly, like, it was for me, it was either this game or like Rutgers, Rutgers, Wisconsin. And to, if you ask me which game I'm going to watch more of, it's going to be the game Thursday night when there's only two games. That's true. <laughs> honestly. And, and where some offense is being played, you know, yeah, for the casual playing fan, DFS and if it's only two games in DFS, you know, you're going to have a handful of players from this game. Fair, fair, True. fair. Um, all right. Well, uh, hmm. I don't know, buddy. Uh, I feel like the other game is better. I knew you would love the other one's a game. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you played the wrong one, buddy. I'm talking about uh, the airport taking on uh, Jerry Kill in New Mexico State. But you're a hater. 
That'll get played later. <laughs> if, <laughs> yeah. Don't don't steal my thunder for next round. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, Patty, see that it jumps back to you. Well, well, look, my inner seven-year-old or eight-year-old, wherever, whenever it was, you know, still loves a little Atlanta, Miami, MC Hammer, uh, Vanilla Ice. Give me Georgia Tech at Miami. Uh, whatever. <laughs> it's ACC football. The game sucks ass, but they're two programs that you know. Well, I, I don't know. Wait, I, I feel know. like Georgia Tech gives them trouble. I feel like, I feel like Georgia Tech has like who hasn't given Miami trouble lately. That's that's <laughs> true. That's true. Um, Brent Key uh, did have them kind of rolling in the right direction at the end of last year. Dude, Rick Stockstill's series- given Miami trouble recently. A lot of trouble. Double digit <laughs> win in Miami. Look, Miami uh, only wins, only leads the series by one. By one all time, Georgia Tech's gonna tie this thing up this year. That's done deal. Look, Look. the Atlanta Miami uh, rivalry is finally budding. It's happened in basketball and the playing games in the NBA a few times recently. They started chirping at each other online. We don't watch. It's gonna happen. We don't watch this NBA bullshit. Four four out of the last five. Four out of the last five. (laughs) uh, Kevin Willis stole the Hawks. Him and uh, Dominique. (laughs) Four out of the last five matchups between Georgia tech and Miami have came down to one score games. So Nick, what do you make of it? <laughs> Dude, the game kind of sucks. I mean, I guess if I'm uh, you know, if I see it's a close game in the fourth quarter, I might switch it over. Cause it would be hilarious if Miami loses again, but um, it's definitely not one I'm looking forward to. And like I was just saying, chances are I watch more of a, of a conference USA weekday game than of this game stuck on Saturday with everything else. Well, again, if this game was played 33 years ago when they were vying back to back national championships between the two of them, it would be a different story. Fair. Times change. change. Pick Dundee's on the clock, and he's going to change things because you know where he's going. NC Nick didn't have the cojones to take this one. You got the airport in Las Cruces. (laughs) Little. Green chili football. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Kill and New Mexico State. You know that's my boy. You know Mike McIntyre's my boy. So when you get Florida International on a weeknight, on a Wednesday night in Las Cruces, where things are gonna be a little wild this year, give me the airport at New Mexico State. Nick, your thoughts. It was tough to rank the Wednesday and Thursday games, but this one did fall fourth to me. Uh, but uh, look, I, I, it does have some intrigue as well. So it belongs to be played in this list of 30. Patty C was going to play it as a, what the fuck game of the week. Now I've eliminated that Patty C. <laughs> what do you make of the airport in Las Cruces? Well, you, like you said, McIntyre, a former national coach of the year twice and uh, <laughs> twice. Right. And, uh, New Mexico State, Jerry Kill, not chopped liver in terms of the coaching ranks. Uh, seven and six bowl season in his first year. That was the second time New Mexico State's ever been bowling. Pretty good. Would you say that he is washed in terms of potential for a big time job? Uh, probably because of his health. He has this. Uh, he has those uh, seizures. The epilepsy. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, but what about McIntyre? Is he is he a little bit washed no, for a big time job? Or? No, he should be able to get one. He could come back. So yeah. at the very least, you're seeing a high level of coaching here and maybe some potential for one, both of these guys to springboard up a notch. 
There we go. NC Nick, yeah, fine. You know, what's up? new to the chat, Frozo here has a. Uh, he, he's asking, has anybody picked the, the 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 USF game? He's talking about USF at UAB. I think it's at yeah South Florida at UAB. And look, this is a problem. This is a Saturday game. That game is has some intrigue to it. That game should be a weekday game. And the only reason why we have four conference USA games above this game is that they're on Wednesday and Thursday. So no. Nobody has chosen that game yet. And part of it is because it's going to be stuck on a Saturday slate. And honestly, I'm not, you guys watching USF UAB on Saturday. Well, we have God's eye. We watch. Well, I know, but it's not, you know, you're not going to seek it out. Yeah. It's it's not going to be a focal point, but I will say this. uh, Alex Golish uh, makes uh, USF a very intriguing team. So uh, if they get out to a fast start, Jeff Scott, um, (laughs) <laughs> Look, who didn't love watching USF back, what, 10, 15 years ago when they were playing weekday games in the Big East? Matt under Grothy or Grothy. Matt Grothy, the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Who's, who's, who's our coach again? Uh, who's our guy? Jim Levitt. Jim Levitt. USF was a blast to watch in those, those, those weekday uh, Big East games. Oh, they're uh, an inherently likable team. Hell yeah. I would say even, even more so than UCF, I think. You know what's going to help them a lot? They're they're building a stadium on campus. I hate watching those games at the uh, yeah. Buck Stadium. Get right that on. thing on yeah. campus. Let's get right the on. college experience going. If we wanted to watch pro football, we go to Cleveland. All right. Uh, <laughs> the quote: Sam Weish, NC Nick, you're the final pick. <laughs> I would think well, I would think you're going to take us. There's one game out there that I still think you should play. Well, I'm all out of weekday games. Uh, I'm going to take this because I think it could be a, a a funny upset potentially. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not the one you're thinking of. I don't know which one you're thinking of, but I'm going to go Vandy at Florida. They beat him last year, didn't they? Did they? They did. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all the more reason then, because Vandy is getting a little bit better and Florida's getting worse. And uh, we we uh, obviously this one is in the swamp. We'll see. But uh, when's the last time Vandy's won in the swamp? How about that? Maybe Franklin era? Maybe. Um, yeah. How shocked were you guys when the win totals came out today and Florida's was at five and a half? Times are tough in Gainesville. Seriously. Uh, yeah. Patty C., what do you make of Vandy, Florida? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, that one flew completely under my radar. I think I had stopped paying attention to both of these teams at that point in the season. <laughs> what this was. Right. November 19th when they played, but that is unbelievable that Vanderbilt pulled the upset. So if Florida is struggling, I'll watch that get a little win streak against the Gators. Dude, I don't even think it was an upset. I think they kind of beat their ass. If memory serves me correct, 31, 24 final. I think, I think with that, even Florida might've added a late score. Cause I think it was like 31, 17. And the week before that Florida won, Vandy won at Kentucky, 24, 21. Remember it done. I told you guys to go over with the Vandy win total. And by the way, James, James, it. James Franklin did win in Gainesville in 2013 by 17. Wow. Oh, damn. So, by 17. Yeah. Jeez. Tough times in Gainesville. Look, I was surprised you played that over the, the, the Colorado state, Utah state game, but Hey, we just made a case for Vanderbilt and Florida. So maybe, maybe you got something there. You still there? All right. I'm yeah. here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think you asked me a question. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, maybe I can't talk anyway. Uh, I don't care. Uh, uh, so 
Um, well, well, I don't get. Oh no! Wait, we got to do our FCS games first. FCS games of the week, and Patty C is on the clock first. What are you doing here in the FCS, buddy? Well, gosh, I guess I got to go. There, there's two games that had a little more potential than I. Uh, North Dakota State at Missouri State would be interesting, but Missouri State was only five and six last year, so I think they probably get trucked there. And UC Davis just lost their coach. No, they didn't. But I still no, no. It was Sacramento State who just UC lost. Davis their coach. Keep on, keep Hawkins, on flipping buddy. those. Huh? UC, UC Davis has Dan Hawkins. Man, they almost beat Montana last year, right? That's Montana the play State. then. Yeah. Montana at UC Davis. Yeah, that game's great. That game is a great game. That should be on a weekday because people don't know how good both those teams are. Both those teams are really good football teams. They both those teams would win. Like I think they could win the MAC. And. No one knows about them because they play on Saturday with five million other games. Put this shit on a Friday night. Put this shit on a Thursday night. Nick, could this be for the Big Sky Conference? Sure, sure. UC Davis, they they were young last year, but two years ago, you know, they were in the FCS playoffs. But, man, that quarterback, they got emerged last year. Nick, what do you make of Montana, UC Davis? I like it. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun game. Uh, there was maybe one more that we, we talked about Missouri state earlier in the pod. That one maybe deserves to be played here too, but uh, no, I like to play. All right. Now it jumps on over to pick Dundee. I'm dying in this fucking country ass fucked up town. Kid flying in my mouth. The fuck. I can't see pilots. Let's get the fuck out this country. Mother question is, will NC Nick want to go to this game? Because Somebody ruined Deion Sanders' party a year ago. And it was uh, Davius Richard and the North Carolina Central Eagles. All right. They are heading to Elon, who, well, don't look Fun now. Game. Elon was an FCS playoff team. So you had North Carolina State Central, who won the Celebration Bowl. Elon, who's an FCS playoff team, give me this one. NC Nick, what are you doing? Are you going to this game? We got good football going on in the great state of North Carolina. You know, that's a fun matchup too, because it's it's two totally different cultures. You know, you got the HBCU kind of in the ghetto of Durham, not kind of, in the ghetto of Durham. And then you got the pristine Lily White private school of Elon. So uh, it's an interesting matchup. I hope NC Central can walk in there, get the W, but uh, it's fun. Nick, uh, Patty C, Elon is uh, in the CAA where they used to beat the tar out of James Madison. What do you make of the Phoenix in this game? <laughs> uh, you know, I got to give them credit. Um, I'm looking up. I, I don't have uh, NC Central, but $35,000 per year at Elon. It's not cheap to go there. You know, I'll have a little racial battle. You know, <laughs> give me a give me a race war. Get, appeal to my uh, Elon's yeah. quarterback Matthew McKay is a black quarterback. So as much as uh, you 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 want the whites against the blacks, it seems like um, well, we need it. We need NC Central to get a white quarterback, and then it's beautiful. <laughs> oh, hilarious! Uh, North Carolina Central at Elon. All right, uh, NC Nick. Uh, I think. Tide turning, I, see, as I remember, I was raised in the desert, but tides kind of turn. It's easy to see a tide turn. All right. Uh, you know, Did I we say those talking, words? Get a damn clip out of here. <laughs> we were talking before the pod. Have we ever been to an FCS game? I've never been to an FCS game, but I have, in the last couple of years, been on the field of two teams. That is the Richmond Spiders and the Maine Black Bears. 
and they happen to play each other this week. Maine at Richmond. It's a fun game because I've been to both campuses, been to been, walked on the field in, in, in both spots. So give me that one for personal reasons alone. No, I mean, that's fair. Maine actually has been a really good team. Now, last year they were breaking in a brand new coach. They were one and six in one score game. So they had a terrible year, but damn, if they weren't competitive in every game. And then the Richmond Spiders with Reese Yadinsky were a solid team last year, made the FCS playoffs. And uh should be a fun one in the CAA. Patty, see, what do you make of Maine at Richmond? I mean, as far as FCS goes, these both kind of strike me as a little bit of brand names, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Maine, uh, a state flagship school and a great mascot, the Bears. And Virginia, uh, uh, Richmond, uh, Virginia's capital city, great uniforms there, too. Uh, Maine's been a pretty successful program for a while. And Richmond, uh, a while back, got a national championship under Mike London. So, Good football, maybe maybe uh, a preview of a playoff matchup. There we go. All right, now we get to our Lou Holtz. What the fuck? Game well, of the week. Well, well, I don't get. They bring the cold, but they're counting down seven, six, five. Patty, see you lead the way here. Well, it's not so much that I mean it is that these teams shouldn't be playing each other in the first place, but it's also that this game is not going to be close. There's nothing compelling or cool about it. Uh, we got UTSA at Temple in an empty ass stadium. The Johnny Dawkins game. Remember, he was traded from the Sixers to the Spurs. Or the, you know what I mean? This is the Johnny Dawkins bowl. Um, there you go. We got our angle. <laughs> I mean, uh, UTSA is really good. Temple, man, Temple can move the football. This game might be more exciting than you think, but I also understand that no one will be at this game. And San Antonio to, Fe- to Philadelphia doesn't make a lot of sense. Nick, what do you make of it? I think there's worse games personally. Yeah. I mean, look at temple and the quarterback, EJ Warner, son of super bowl winner, MVP, Kurt Warner. The last time he took the field, he threw for over 500 yards against ECU. Mm, might I, I add on that factor. Might I add ECU gave up over 500 yards to a true freshman quarterback at temple. A win <laughs> is a win is a win. <laughs> so, uh, I think there's worse games. I think this is a swing and a miss, Patty C. All right. Ooh, I'm just saying ooh. San Antonio, Philadelphia. True. One good team versus you could you could convince me that Temple is a uh you know a, an up and coming program, but they have been dog shit for a hot minute. It's honestly, gonna be an ass whooping and no one's gonna be there to watch it. True. Honestly, there was two really bad games this week, and I and me picking third, I was scrambling to find a third. I didn't know where I was going. So thank you for making it easy for me. There you wow, go. I'm curious. I, I try to help. I'm curious because now we uh, jump back. Well, I don't My Lou Holtz, what the fuck game of the week is in Evanston, Illinois, That's where one for, of some, them. for some stupid reason, they're getting rid of this gem of a stadium they got. They want to build some new soccer fucking stadium. The whole city of Chicago's lost me. The Bears doing it and Northwestern doing it. It's all fucking terrible. But I'm going to enjoy one more day in the sun, but this game makes no sense. The Howard Bison are heading to Evanston, Illinois for, I mean, I guess this could, could Howard win? I mean, Northwestern lost to an FCS last year. I feel like they, they got to whoop their ass, right? I mean, Howard at Northwestern game makes no sense. This is by, I think this is an obvious choice. Yeah, Patty C, you excited to see uh, DC Chicago? Is it going to be like the uh, '87 NFL playoffs? <laughs> there we go. 
Uh, we're, we're, Watch we're, out for that Dale Green punt return. That's right. We're gonna find our angle no matter what. Um, no, I'm not excited for it. It's gonna be terrible. Wait, Northwestern, uh, Northwestern. Do they count as an FCS? What? Oh, oh this is right. the what the it, fuck game. Yeah, yeah. This is what the fuck. Never game mind. Game. I'm I'm a little confused there. This is a what the fuck game. Yeah, this guys, terrible. Guys, this guy's doing his edibles. I don't know what's happening over here. Uh, all right, NC Nick. Well, I don't get. I remember this is week six. If this was week two, it would be quite as bad. But Western Michigan at Mississippi State. Oh yeah. What the, what the fuck is this going on in week six? I mean, the game should probably never happen. It doesn't make any sense. But even if it happens, it should be week one, two, or three or something. SEC so. is known to to look at the worst teams of the MAC. They keep like the schedule open. And then they go and they're like, okay, Akron's terrible. Let's make sure we play them. Uh, they don't uh, actually, it's not even for the Mac because they do it also for New Mexico state when they're terrible. And if any of them go to get good, it then switches. They never play Troy. They never play, uh, you know, UAB or something. They look for these shitty teams in the CUSA, the Mac or independence <laughs> like UMass. That pl- I feel like UMass plays more sec games. That's what's hilarious too about Jimbo Fisher's comments. UMass probably played Georgia more often than, or or these SEC schools more often than uh, than they played Georgia. So uh, Western Michigan and Mississippi State, yeah. Patty, see what do you make of this one? Yeah, I mean you're right. the The fact that it's middle of the season, it, it's a black eye. It's a black eye for the SEC. Shouldn't be played. Miss, Mississippi State getting a bye week in here. Snooze fest. Snooze fest folks. And hopefully this episode wasn't a snooze fest because we're done with it. All right. Subscribe to the college football experience. Uh, as we continue our week by week breakdown next week, we will have week seven folks. And, uh, yeah, we did, we did leave Rutgers, Wisconsin out there. I almost played that as my, what the fuck game of the week. UConn rice was on the radar too. Yeah. Uh, Rutgers, Wisconsin, UConn rice all on the radar, even Toledo, UMass, Folks, subscribe to the College Football Experience because we're here and breaking down all 133 teams starting in early June. That's just a couple weeks away, folks. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Colby D. You can follow Patty C on Twitter at Patty C831. You can follow NC Nick on Twitter at NC underscore underscore N I C K. You can follow the College Football Experience on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. And. Make sure you check out the college basketball experience, the college baseball experience. That season's about to, to really heat up, so check out those podcasts as well. We also host the USFL Gambling Podcast, and I personally host the XFL Gambling Podcast, and I'm a part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, so check out all of this stuff that we got going. And, uh, yeah, um, well, until next week, this is the College Football Experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. When I spit my thoughts, you get ripped apart. Save the cookie cutter mother for 106 apart. Cause of your liquor, will I sip your heart? You never dumb it down, door. If you're smart, I throw out a couple of lines. Fighters are quick to cross. Fishy, you want a dick to lie. Piss you off, it goes. Tits and bras, lips and jaws. I use my common sense to see the bitching off. Good thing you got the market corner. Kids and moths. Grip the bag, drop it as you slip and fall off. Another career spear. Thanks for trying to block. You get an A for effort and an F for shut the fuck up. 
here's a hint. Put down the mic, you catch a glimpse. And keep them eyes wide when you see me. Mike's, I see them. So when you see him, you got a good reason to look. Catch a glimpse.